the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God's commands, heavy or light, legalistic or liberating. Well, we'll talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. Hi there, and welcome to the broadcast. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. You know, oftentimes we think about the law of God and the commands of God, and we think they're burdensome, we think they're heavy, we think that they're legalistic, and we're under grace now. But the fact is, you and I, as believers in Christ, apart from sin, were created to be obedient to God. It's a natural extension of who we were created to be, and sin has warped all of that. So getting back to the truth of all that is the subject of our time today in Deuteronomy 4. Join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with more. All of us are capable of sinning, but our lifestyle should not be sin. Can I have an amen? Why? Because I am a Christian. I have been born again. He's given me a new nature. Christ freed me from the devil. He freed me from the world. He freed me from my old endemic nature by giving me a new nature in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. I am capable of sinning if I allow the old me to manifest himself, to communicate through me. But, to, but we choose, like Jesus said, to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him. I don't, let, I don't let sin reign and rule within me. So he says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves. We have to see ourselves as being alive from the dead and being alive in Christ. Most people give their life to Christ, and they don't even reckon themselves to be a, a free from sin. And in some cases, we have preachers that are telling, you're just going to be a sinner for the rest of your life. The devil is a lie. Jesus did not die to make you a sinner for the rest of your life. He died to set us free from the devil, from our sinful flesh, and from the world's influences in our life. Look what he says. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Meaning, sin, sin does not communicate through me. It's not my lifestyle. It's not the way I live anymore. He says, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 12, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. He says you don't let it. That word reign means to rule. It means to be king. Before we met Christ, sin was our king. It reigned in us. It ruled in us. I remember my days. I remember days wanting to try to stop stuff, but feeling like I couldn't stop stuff. And I stopped it for two weeks, and the next thing you know, I'm doing it again. Why? Because I didn't have any power. I didn't have, a, I didn't have Christ to strengthen me and empower me to overcome my old sinful nature. But when I accepted Christ, he empowered me to not allow sin to reign in my mortal body 
that I should obey it in its lust. So realize for all of us here, you're free so that you can truly obey God like you've never obeyed God before. But we have to see that as such. He says in verse 13, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from what? The dead. Listen to what I'm saying. Present yourselves as being alive from the dead. I'm alive, meaning I was dead in my trespasses and in my sins. I was dead the same way that the prodigal son was dead to his father. He wasn't in communication with his father. And now for us, we are dead to sin, but we are alive to God. And we have to see ourselves as being alive. He says, and do not present your members, verse 13, as instruments of righteous, unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. Meaning I have a new nature now and I'm alive to God, but I'm dead to sin. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Look at verse 14. This is powerful. For sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law but under grace and i say this all the time law was a schoolmaster to bring us to christ it showed us how sinful we were the old testament law the law of moses showed us how sinful we were with the commandments thou shall not do this thou shall not do this but the thing that the law could not do was empower us To stop doing what we were doing. Jesus Christ came on the scene. And he doesn't make us lawless. But his grace is an empowering influence in our life. God's grace says you're guilty. And you're wrong. And you've done things sinful. But I'm going to empower you to overcome the devil, your flesh, and the world. Is anybody receiving this this afternoon? And so what happens is he empowers you to overcome it. And that's what grace does. Grace doesn't take laws away. Grace says there's still rules that God wants you to abide by. But now I'm going to empower you to do them. By the power of God and by the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. And this is the problem. We were taken captive. We were slaves to our sin, slaves to our ungodliness, slaves to the things that we, slaves to lust. We're slaves to cussing. We're slaves to lying. We're slaves to doing things. And we don't realize it. It it was, we were slaves to it. But glory be to God for Jesus Christ, amen, who who came to set us free from the bondage. And then he says it in verse 15. He says, what, what then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under law, but under grace. He says, certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. And so he says it very clearly here that all of us, because we allowed sin to rule, we were slaves to sin. We're slaves to sin. He says in verse 17, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart 
that form of doctrine or teaching to which you were delivered. Delivered, And having been set free from sin, you became, he didn't say you became free so you can do whatever you want to and now the grace of God will cover it and it doesn't matter anymore. He said, you were a slave, but you just became a slave again. Read your Bible. He says, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. How many want to be a slave of righteousness? He says, you became a slave of righteousness. So I'm not free just to do everything I want to do. Jesus Christ made me free so I can be a slave of righteousness. Now righteousness becomes the predominant expression of my life because now I have a new master. Now I have a new Lord. Now I have a new governor. Now I have a new king that's reigning on the throne of my heart. And no longer is it me reigning on the throne of my heart. Or the devil reigning on the throne of my heart. Or what the world says reigning on the throne of my heart. Now Jesus Christ is reigning on the throne of my heart. Can I have an amen in this place this afternoon? He says we became slaves. He says here, having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. That is true freedom. That is true liberty. That is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He's talking about there's freedom to obey God and to please God and to do the things that God wants us to do. It's not just so we can do whatever we want to do, but that now I have become a slave of righteousness. He says in verse 19, I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members, your body, your life, he says, just as you have presented your members as slaves of uncleanliness, uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. How do, where, how do we present our members? Do we pre- pre- present them as slaves to uncleanness? which leads in lawlessness, which leads to more lawlessness? Or do we present ourselves and our members as slaves to righteousness? I want to do what's right in the sight of God because it's right. I want to find out what's right in the sight of God. And God, and there is no excuse because Christ died to free me that I might do whatever he wants me to do and be obedient to him. And now righteousness begins to spring forth from my heart and people benefit From the righteousness that God just forged in my heart. But I have to present myself and present my members. How do we present our members? There's no way we can present our members if, number one, we're choosing to, um, and I want to say this the right way, um, if if I want to soar with the eagles, I can't be hanging with the chickens. Sometimes we're, 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 we're presenting ourselves, we're having a hard time presenting ourselves as slaves to righteousness because we're just around or we allow the influences of people who are unrighteous in our lives. How are we going to get out of the slavery of bondage if all we do is expose ourselves to, and it's not that we shouldn't be around people that don't know the Lord. The Bible says we're in this world, we're not of the world. We're going to be around people all the time. But do we allow them to influence us? Do we allow them to speak into our lives? Man, I don't know why you, man, your wife is tripping, man. Ain't nothing wrong with us going down to the pub for a little while. 
Yeah, she don't understand, man. She all prayed up and everything. Man, we can't have no fun, man. Ever since she started going to that church over there, man, we can't have no fun, man. I mean, what's fun? Me sitting in a smoky ballroom, shooting pool, drinking some brewskis and talking crazy with a bunch of guys that are cheating on their wives and acting crazy? That's not fun. But that's what the world will paint as fun. And I tell y'all, saints, when I gave my life to God, I lost so many friends. Because them brothers wanted to go to the party on Friday night. I wanted to go to the prayer meeting. But you know what? Look at me now. <laughs> Can I have an amen? This is a mindset we have to develop and realize that I'm not struggling with guilt. I don't got shame on my life. I'm not worried about, you know, any black books or anything like that. I'm not, can I have an amen? What happens is you're a slave to righteousness, but you got to present your, you've got to present your members. How can we become free from sin if we're constantly allowing the influence of sin in our life, whether it's through people, whether it's through, you know, like, like people, our associations, whether it's decisions that we make. You know, it's decisions that we make concerning the things that we're watching, the things that we're listening to. All these things are ways in which we can help ourselves in the process of liberty and freedom and obedience to Christ. But we got to create some momentum by being obedient and allowing righteousness to, to spring up within our hearts. For a lot of people, that it's not a mag- I want to say this to you. Christianity is not a magic wand or tool. You got to work at this thing. Amen. We got to learn to put stuff down that we know that's not right for us and that's not going to help us to grow and mature. And we have to, look what it says in verse 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to, of uncleanness, and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. He says, just as you used to go to the club when it was getting ready to open. Just when you, just, just the way, same way you used to, man, I gotta, man, I gotta go, mm-mm-mm. I gotta head over here and, and uh, you know, call this little honey out, man. You know, man, you know, I gotta do my thing, you know what I'm saying? Just as you used to do those things, you used to use your will, and yield your will to the influence of the enemy to do his will and to do the same way we yield ourselves to God. It's so hard being a Christian. It's too hard. Well, it's only hard when you, when you, when you still want to live and you don't want that old you to die. When you really want that old you to die and you come out of agreement, it becomes real easy. Can I have an Amen. It becomes real easy when we say, you know what, I'm done with that old Napoleon Kaufman. Brother, you gone. You dead. I'm going to kill you today. Matter of fact, I'm going on a fast right now. I'm going to silence you some more. It becomes hard when something in us wants to keep on doing the stuff that we want to do. Instead of saying, you know, what I was doing, it's not wisdom, it's not understanding, and it's hurting me. I thank God through Jesus Christ, he freed me. And just as I used to be the first one that was the life of the party, I try to be the first one that's the life of the party up in this house right here. Amen. I want to be the first one here praising God, shouting about God, because you present your members. And we have to learn to do this. Amen. Look what it says in verse 20. For when... You were slaves of sin. (laughs) You were free in regards to righteousness. For when 
You were a slave of sin. You were free in regards to righteousness. He says, what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. He says, but now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. This thought of being a slave to God, I have not heard it preached much. We don't talk about it enough. That I'm free. Jesus Christ set me free so that I could become a slave to God. Yes, God is my father. God is my friend. God, I love God. But you know what? I am a, what they would call a bond slave. I have willingly submitted myself to, the, to his lordship. He didn't make me a slave. I willingly have decided to present my body and my life to his lordship and government in my life. And I have become a bond slave. A bond slave willingly submits themselves and stays with their master even though they have the ability to depart and go in a different direction. And for us, the Bible just called us slaves of God. Why? Because our master, he set us free from the, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil who had taken us captive. And only he could set us free. And when you really have a revelation... Listen to me, saints, that it was only Jesus who could have set us free from the world, from the devil, and from our old sinful nature. It'll cause us to willingly submit ourselves to his lordship and government. I want to be a slave. I willingly become a slave to God because I realize it was only you that could have set me free. Think about this. It was only him that could have set us free. And so it says here, It says here in verse 22, But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. Think about this. Number one, it says the fruit to holiness. Now your lifestyle begins to reflect holiness. It begins to reflect the one who set you free and delivered you from your bondage. And I think all of us should expect this. I am free now. And so That is the reason why you see holiness operating in my life. Because Jesus Christ set me free. I am free now to obey God. I'm free to walk with Him. And he says here in verse 23, and we're going to end with this. He says, for the wages of sin is death. He's talking about literal physical death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Saints, for years in this church... We have taught, we have prophesied, we have ministered. My prayer is a a gospel that is balanced, that teaches us about the fact that we all have been born into sin and shaped in iniquity. We've had issues, but God comes into our life. He comes to save us, to set us free, and to deliver us, but not just to leave us so we're just church goers but to transform us. That we wouldn't just be religious people that come to church, but then nobody sees the effect of change or Christ's influence in our lives. And 
it has been some in some cases a struggle because a lot of people come from places where if you tell people don't do this, don't do that, or it's wrong to do that, then they say that you're being legalistic, that you're doing something wrong. When God in his word says this is what he says. And people like that assume that they're experiencing liberty based on the fact that they could do whatever they want, not really realizing that they're actually in bondage. They're in bondage to their flesh. They're in bondage to their sin. And they're in bondage to the influences of the world. And my prayer is and my hope is that as we continue to mature and grow as a church, that holiness from a Christian standpoint becomes so fashionable that it is out of the norm for people not to live a lifestyle of holiness. Not to live a lifestyle where they're obeying God. Why? Because their obedience to God and, their, and the righteousness in their life is a sign that they truly have been set free. That righteousness is the sign that we've been set free. That that person is free. Why are they free? Because, man, the people are living righteous according to the word of God. But now the devil and his craftiness, he wants to convince us that if we talk about things like I'm talking about here, then we're trying to bring legalism into a person's life. No, we're trying to set people free. I don't know about you, but before I met Christ, I wanted to stop doing things. I couldn't stop. I don't know about you, but, you know, before I met Christ, I felt powerless. And one of the things that drew me is when a man of God said, man, God will give you power over that through, the, through his spirit, and you can overcome. I never fathomed in my life. I never had seen a marriage where the spouses were faithful to each other. I never, I didn't grow up in a home where it was, you know, I, I never seen someone not cussing. I never seen anyone not, but when I gave my life to Christ and I saw it, it showed me that, wait a minute, those people are in bondage. These people are free. But they're not free to be rebellious and lawless. They're free to be slaves to God and slaves of righteousness. Saints, in this church, this is what we want to see God do in all of our lives. But it starts with this. Like he said in verse 11, he said, reckon yourselves. Reckon yourselves. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus the Lord. Reckon yourself. I'm not who I used to be. Talk to yourself. Calculate it. Get it fixed in your mind and realize you're not who you used to be. If you don't believe it, the devil's not going to tell you. We got to know that I'm alive from the dead and sin is not my master any longer. I'm a slave of righteousness. How many slaves of righteousness do I have in the room today? Come on, saints, let's pray. Father, I thank you. This afternoon. That Lord your word is truth. And Jesus you died. To free us. That we might become slaves of righteousness. Lord I want. For all of us here tonight. To really embrace this. And I pray. That as we. Reckon ourselves. To be dead indeed to sin. But alive to God. That Lord you would show us. That. It's not as hard as we would think it is. But through your spirit and by your grace, 
you empower us to do what's right, to be faithful in our marriages, to be faithful in our homes, to raise our children the right way, to be faithful on our jobs, to operate in the world with integrity and honesty, and to be up front in your sight. I pray today, God, that this would not be foreign to us any longer, that it would be our expectation that, God, you give us power over sin. Sin is not my master any longer. I am a slave to righteousness and a slave to God. And I thank you, God, today that you are working in us and showing us as a ministry and as a church so that when people come in that are involved in all kinds of detestable things, that when they hear messages like this, they find hope. They see that they can change, that their lives can be different. And Lord, it all comes because you because of what you've done. Jesus, we thank you that whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.